Hello everybody, this is Dragonu and welcome to Dragon's Babylon. Uh, I am your host and only participant, Damien. And uh, yeah, we're also kind of being joined by Stevie. She is a cat and she is running around meowing quietly. Occasionally she will walk up to me so that I can give her pedants, other times she is just slowly walking around meowing. Do you want pedants? Hey girl. So anyways, uh, yeah. So, as I said, I'm Damien, I am a trans guy. Hey there. And uh, yeah. Oh, uh, so also I had COVID. <laughs> that, so yeah, sorry, I might be coughing a bit during this. Um, my, my voice doesn't usually sound like this, I think. But, uh, yeah. So I'm probably going to start off talking about how I got into science. Because, see, I've attempted to do this first episode of Dragon's Babbling a couple times now. And the previous attempt, I I started to, I was about to hit 30 minutes, but then I had that idea, well, it would be great to talk about um, how I got into science, but I realized that I definitely don't have enough time because it's really annoying to split these videos up. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I, hey, Stevie, I, uh, so, sorry, I, I have the free plan of Spreaker. I'm using Spreaker to actually get my podcasts up on Spotify, and because I have the free plan, I can't upload anything longer than 15 minutes, um, or even anything that is 15 minutes. It, it has to be like 14.59, you know? Stevie. Hey, girl. Hi. Are you are you angry? Here you go, giving her pedants. So uh yeah. Oh Stevie is very adorable. Anyways, <coughs> so um, I'm probably going to be mostly measuring time by the grade that I was in, so I'm just going to give y'all context. I'm currently in 8th grade in the, well, just about getting to the latter half of the third quarter, so yeah. Um, I think it all started around, I mean really it started around 2nd grade. Second grade is when I saw some videos on, like, well, I saw one video on, um, Tadpole Shrimp, aka Triops, at the time I was referring to them exclusively as Triops, and I also seen some stuff about, like, claymation dinosaurs, and yes, that is what started it. That is what started it all. 
So third grade, I did not care about science at all because I was too busy drawing. I was a stupid child. And then fourth grade, I was also busy drawing, but I, I started getting a little bit into basic science because I started thinking more about like studying psychology and stuff, things like that. Stevie is currently perched on the back of my chair, being absolutely adorable. Um, hey girl. Anyways, so, uh, yeah. <coughs> so, in fourth grade, I, again, I started thinking about, like, psychology, but especially the psychology of animals. And that is, for some reason, what got me interested in tadpole shrimp. Basically, well, triops, I'll, I'll call them triops, I guess, for now, because of that time, but, so, triops, um, because I started seeing a bunch of stuff about triops, of course. I, you know, watched some videos where people were raising them, things like that. I didn't really care for, um, brine shrimp that much. Brine shrimp are just, that, that's the more understandable name for sea monkeys, because sea monkeys don't look like monkeys at all. Well, I don't know, whenever they're growing up, there's a certain period where they do have really, really long tails. That could be it. But yeah, I've never really thought that they looked much like monkeys. Um, <coughs> but yeah. So, with tadpole shrimp, basically, or sorry, triops, I, I kept looking at, like, videos of those and stuff, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be awesome if you could train them? And that, that is kind of where it all got started. I started imagining, oh, so I also have to note, Stevie, why are you sniffing my armpit? Stevie, stop sniffing my armpit. Okay then, anyways, <coughs> um, she's just climbing around all over my chair, hey girl, so anyways, she, uh, er, so I, so, hold on, sorry, I'm, like, petting Stevie and trying to talk about this at the same time, and Stevie is very cute, hey girl, hi, she's now sniffing my shoulder, aww, She's just rubbing her head on my shoulder. Do you like your pedants, girl? <laughs> Careful. Don't don't fall off the back of the chair. <laughs> are you are you just gonna like Are you just gonna like sneak behind my back on the chair? What are you, oh no, she just, she just keeps like, oh, okay then. <laughs> She's now just, okay. <coughs> she fell forwards off the back of the chair and ended up behind me. And then just like crawled up to the armrest. Now she's just like slowly climbing around. Stevie, you can't roll around whenever you're on the back of the chair. Yes, you can't. Aww. We just gave her a big smooch because she is beautiful. Hey girl. Aww. She is absolutely adorable. And so is Bramble. Bramble isn't in here right now, but uh, yeah. 
Okay, so anyways. <coughs> um. Hi. Are you... Are you sniffing me? What is it? Anyways. <coughs> um. So, it was fourth grade and yeah, blah blah blah. And... <coughs> I started getting into, like just studying those shrimp but it was only online i did not have any in real life until like fifth grade but um so basically i i started going into the backyard and like grabbing stuff like moss just various plants and i would bring them inside and have them in small containers speedy and uh there was this one patch of moss that i put into water and it turns out it was either sphagnum or java moss, but um, I put it into water and turns out it can actually grow perfectly fine in water as well as <coughs> on land. So I actually still have that sample of moss in like in water. It, it's still alive. It's now got algae around it, but yeah, it, it's still alive. Very impressive. Um. That's probably the only sample that I still have, aside from, like, I, I do have the the line that came from, well, that's later on in the story. We'll talk about sea shrimps in a moment. So basically, I started kind of having, like, botany and stuff. Oh yeah, so I forgot earlier I was going to add in the detail. Growing up, I had very little supervision. Like, you know? I, I would spend most of my time alone. I didn't really go out to like hang out with friends at all. Um, I didn't usually go over to people's houses. I think until like fifth grade, I had only ever gone to one friend's house. See me, Um, and that was in second grade whenever I went over to my neighbor's house for like an hour because she wanted to play Just Dance. That's it. <laughs> so I, I was fairly antisocial. Um <coughs> Hi Stevie. And uh yeah, so whenever I wasn't like playing video games, I was I, I started getting into the science, especially like whenever I was supposed to be asleep. Because pretty much my entire life uh, I've kind of stayed up at night, like on my phone just like every night, even after I'm supposed to be asleep, I would just be on my phone. Of course, by like fifth grade, I started regulating the time that I would go to sleep so that like, you know, cause I started realizing, wow, I'm being really, really tired every day. I should probably, you know, still make sure that I get to bed at a reasonable time. So I did start like limiting myself, but uh, and before then <laughs> it, it was not that limited. So I would kind of, be awake very very late at night and sometimes rather than watching YouTube I would just go online and study them the tadpole shrimp and eventually I managed to ask my mom for some um, and we didn't get it around like fifth grade however uh, I couldn't really do anything with them because every time that I would set up the thing where you're supposed to grow them the dogs would get to it 
So eventually I never set it up in my room because my sisters wanted to see it and nobody would ever go into my room whenever I was younger because my room was really really messy and it was set up just right so that about half of the room you couldn't see because I had a big loft bed and the room wasn't really big so the loft bed itself took up loads of space and I had like blankets and stuff draped all over it so you couldn't see half of my room which you know, that was mostly just because I liked the idea of just having, like, a little kind of cave that I can chill in. That is the entirety of my room. <laughs> um, that and I just never felt like moving it, because it would be a lot of work to move an entire bed whenever you're young. So, uh, a good chunk of my room was kind of completely obscured, and this chunk specifically had my window. So, there was this small table that my uh, grandmother gave me many years ago, and on that table I started, I, so I not only had some aquatic moss, but I also finally got a hold of algae somehow. I actually don't know exactly where it came from, but I started culturing algae, and I kind of started referring to it as my lab, just to myself, and I kind of slowly really got into this idea of having a lab. You know, like, Steve, are you okay, girl? Oh, I see. She has a hair clip from her mom and she's playing with it right now. She's adorable. She, she likes to just go crazy whenever she's playing. <coughs> Anyways, um, I would go into my notes app on my phone and write entries on, let's see. I don't remember what it was called before, or right, so it started off, it was in fifth grade that I was calling it Pixel Labs. Um, she is definitely having fun. Anyways, so, sorry about the noise guys, that's just Stevie having a good time. <coughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I started calling it Pixel Labs, and I started writing, like, just short notes, well actually, surprisingly long notes actually, in my phone about like, just kind of from this idea that there's this big corporation called Pixel Labs where we do this uh, actually fairly interesting thing, basically it was this idea that we, I in, in these notes I would always say we, and I would act like I am an employee in Pixel Labs and basically the idea is that, like, there's this corporation that, um, you know, we would help people to study science, specifically like biology, both like animal psychology and genetics, things like that, in their own home. Because that's an idea that I love, you know, the idea of people being able to make scientific advancements from home. Turns out, with funding, that is very much possible, and actually surprisingly easy. Well, not not like easy, but you get what I mean. It, it's, I mean, really anyone who cares can do it, you know? <coughs> but uh, yeah, it was around this time that I also started shifting more towards being interested in genetics, but I didn't quite know heredity yet because they hadn't taught us that in school. So I kind of started like thinking about it, but I didn't quite get into it. I just, I kind of slowly got introduced to the idea of genetic modification. <coughs> but I didn't even know about, like, chromosomes yet. 
because I was a very stupid child. Actually, no, most people around my age probably didn't know about it because we weren't taught about it in school. But, uh, anyways. <coughs> so, basically, though, like, um, it was, like, very late in fifth grade that I, so one day, right, something or another had happened, I was setting up, so I also got really, really into the idea of ecospheres. Um, specifically aquatic ones, and eventually it got to such a point that I was trying to make an ecosphere um, that it, it was literally just like algae and moss in one of those little fish bowls that you can get from um, like the dollar store. And basically, this you know these these are like the tiny fish bowls. You can hold it in one hand. It's very small, and it was like full of sand in the bottom, and yeah. So, I noticed something was moving around. A small copepod. That's right. At first I thought that it was Daphnia, but it turns out it was seed shrimps. Um, it wasn't until later on in 6th grade that I found out that they were seed shrimps, but basically, I, I, I found, as far as I knew, Daphnia. And I was very happy about that. I immediately started culturing them, and I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> for several weeks until eventually I went downstairs to my mom with a dropper with one in it and I told her about it and she was very impressed and from then on you know we started like we would sometimes go to the dollar store and I would get containers and stuff that could be useful for culturing them and I started culturing them yeah I didn't really do much study at first because I was just trying to figure out what was going on I did start like I, I did make a new variant of them, um, but it turns out they probably weren't that genetically different from the other cultures, it's just they had a completely different diet, so they appeared to be a slightly different shade of brown. Because they're kind of this brownish, sometimes reddish color whenever they're very healthy, but if you change up their diet, they can be this kind of ghostly white color. Which is why I called them shipwrecks, because I was working on this sort of project where I was trying to sorry, uh, kind of like passively genetically modify them. So, <laughs> as in like without any technology, just by allowing them to selectively breed. Um, some that could be, like that could withstand pollution better. So I had this larger culture that I had set up that I was slowly adding like plastics and stuff to their environment so that basically they would be living among plastics rather than uh, really clean waters like the other ones and it was very interesting honestly because they you know they did uh, seem to adapt I mean those guys were able to survive on different diets because they ended up with a different type of algae a more brownish colored one um, that wouldn't usually grow in other tanks. <coughs> and, uh, yeah. So it was eventually. So, yeah, so it. In sixth. <coughs> so basically later on, like earlier sixth grade, I think, I, um. I found stuff about genetics on Khan Academy, which is an amazing platform, by the way. I, um. 
I started studying some basic genetics because, you know, I was kind of slowly moving from just looking at ecospheres to kind of wanting to look at microbiology and stuff. And yeah, so throughout all of this, I was slowly evolving how I thought of Pixel. It was around sixth grade that I changed it to ePixel. Um, and it was very, very late in sixth grade that I changed it to Interbio. It was actually more like the start of 7th grade. I don't know, it, it was like right whenever I moved, which was right before the end of 6th grade. So, yeah, I, I renamed it to Interbio, because I realized. So, I, I changed it to ePixel at first, just because I thought that that was, you know, that made more sense. Because I quickly realized Pixel just isn't a fitting name. So I just called it ePixel. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely a high quality name change. Totally makes so much more sense. Though my my dead name was Emmy. So, you know, like, my, my former name is Emmy. So that's why it was ePixel. <coughs> and, um, yeah, so from there, you know, Things kind of slowly evolved. I, I got more and more advanced. I, I'd come up with this idea, like, towards the end of fifth grade that I kept writing about, where basically, like, in your labs, you would have challenges like, you know, can you genetically modify creatures to be like this or like that, you know? And I came up with these ideas like, oh, maybe you can uh, train tadpole shrimp to do certain actions and tricks and stuff, you know, just basically like a bunch of stuff, you know, I, I kind of acted like there was a massive organization and like there was several different labs who were all like competing and we would, you know, do little competitions um, with like what we could discover and stuff, even though I was literally the only person there. In sixth grade, I think, uh, it might have even been in fifth grade, but I know for a fact that it was doing it in sixth grade. Some of my friends, we would, like, do this thing where, um, we would, like, so I, I brought up this thing called pixel care, which is basically where, um, you can have a lab that is, that I'm taking care of. It's in my house, but you can just, from home, you can message me about what you want to do for maintenance in the lab, things like that. Uh, unfortunately, nobody was really interested in it, so though some people started it off, nobody really continued it for more than a day. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. <coughs> so, if any of y'all who had Pixel Care Labs uh, are wondering where your lab is now, uh, all of those resources, you know, all the specimens have just been merged into my lab, and everything has been merged into my lab because... I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else I would do with it. Stevie's just climbing back and forth on my chair right now. Hi. Smooch. They gave her a smooch. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, she, she's sniffing the microphone. Oh, she just rubbed her head on it. Oh, hey, Stevie, don't, don't knock it over. She was about to knock over the microphone. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. So, it was kind of like... I don't know, I mean, it's kind of sad that, like, I was kind of alone in my endeavors, and yet I was pretending that I was, like, in a massive organization. 
but I don't know, it was like really fun, because, you know, usually an organization is like really hectic and chaotic and dramatic, you know, because it's a bunch of people who might all have different ideas of what they want to do with the organization, trying to make one organization, and it's like, well, if I just imagine it, and there's no one else actually involved, that organization can go perfectly to plan, you know? We're not going to have people sabotaging things, we're not going to have people uh, who aren't interested, it's, you know, I can just write all this stuff down and make it myself. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I... <coughs> so I started, like, you know, studying um, genetics, basically. And, yeah, I, you know, later on, um, towards seventh grade, I started learning about CRISPR because I learned genetics, um, <coughs> much more, like, in-depth, I guess. I, I was, sorry guys, I'm, like, really tired and sick. Um, <coughs> so I, I started studying, like, y'all get what I mean. Sorry, I, I, I'm just tired. Hey, Stevie. So, basically, sorry, Al, my brain is functioning on, like, 20% power right now. Um, so, oh yeah, so it was in 6th grade that I got a microscope, actually. I, I started kind of picking it up in 6th grade, that's when things started to really speed up and get more advanced. Um, so yeah, and it was in 7th grade that I had this idea of, imagine that so number one there are no more care labs because i realized nobody would ever care about a care lab you know it's kind of a stupid construct because while it you know it does become fun because like oh wow it's kind of like the kind of video game that i really wish existed at the same time i would have to be constantly available for it to work and i would have to have people who are actually interested which let's be honest Nobody cares. <laughs> that That's kind of something that I had to embrace and realize whenever I was going about this. In the end, honestly, nobody cares about my hobbies the same way that I do. And it's unfortunate, but it's true. You know, if nobody's interested in it, nobody's interested in it. Um, Stevie. But I did get into this idea of, well, hey, you know, people would pay much more attention to a lab if it was actually in their own home. And I was thinking, you know, if there's someone who actually cares about the science, then they would be more than happy to start up their own lab at home, especially if I'm providing them with starting specimens and stuff like that, so that it's really, really easy to just get a lab started. You know, so I got into that idea, but I quickly found that nobody cares <laughs> that that's kind of a recurring theme. There's a lot of stuff that, like, in theory sounds great, but in reality, nobody cares. So there, there's not really that much to do. You know? Like with Interbio, in the end, it just doesn't work. It'll never be real, because, frankly, nobody cares. Except me. But, you know. Now, that being said, if anyone out there is, like, uh, you know, younger in age like me, and you also like studying genetics at home, uh, 
please give me a message so that we can like talk about our methods and stuff because that would be awesome. But I have never before met a person who also likes to study shrimp. I mean, like, I've seen, you know, there, there are online communities where there are, like, college students and older talking about how they like to study stuff like shrimp. But one, nobody seems to be exclusively focused on stuff like crustaceans and copepods. And two, those who are, are, like, legitimate scientists, which... Don't get me wrong, I'm happy to talk to a legitimate scientist, but, you know, legitimate scientists aren't going to be satisfied with a simple lab like mine. You know, I'm, I'm looking for, like, and it's also just kind of weird to be working with people who are way older than myself. I kind of wish that I could, like, work alongside my peers who are around my age group, you know? Because I think that would be fun if I could, like, you know, <laughs> like, imagine a bunch of middle schoolers who are all studying genetics together. That sounds really, really fun if I could, like, chill with people my age and we could study science, you know, at our own pace because other scientists, like real scientists, they have legitimate equipment and a lot of it is provided by the lab. So they have things like electron microscopes, you know, fancy stuff. We're just kind of working with whatever we can get a hold of for cheap, you know? And, I mean, while that's not better, obviously that's not nearly as effective, it's still just fun, you know? It, it's very fun to spend time studying these creatures at home, but then at the same time, like, you know, some people just need that push to get started. And, you know, I want to help people get started with studying science but, like, at the same time, the only people who are really going to be able to is the people who want to. Unfortunately, nobody wants to. Except me, but, <laughs> you know. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of ended up... I, I got a bit burnt out, like, halfway through 7th grade, so I've hardly been doing any studying. I've, in the past several months, probably only put down a few pages of notes in my genetics binder, which is at like 63, 64 pages. Uh, yeah, I've been hardly studying at all, and I've not been doing any work in the lab other than just basic maintenance, because like, you know, things just kind of got old. Like imagining that there's this awesome community that I'm part of was fun, but like, it's not actually real, you know? I'm not actually part of some awesome community where, while we can, you know, study science together, we can, like, have competitions, share shrimp food recipes, you know? <coughs> Sorry, my voice is, like, really hoarse because I have COVID. But yeah, it's, uh, it's still fun sometimes to, like, imagine, but I don't know, it's just kind of, like, the reality is slowly sinking in that it's never going to be a real thing, and science is never actually going to be as fun as I imagine it to be. Even, you know, like, I mean, at home it's super fun because I can study whatever I want to pretty much at my own pace, but then it has problems like funding. Where do I get funding if I'm not allowed to have a job yet? Well, I mean, legally I can, but at home I've not been allowed to yet, and I probably don't have time to anyways since I go to FRC and school. But, um... You know, like, 
Though, though I do kind of want to do art commissions and stuff. <laughs> I just haven't received any commissions yet. Um, so, you know, even though my commissions are only like a few dollars, I've not been doing much advertising because I have not returned to Amino. <laughs> I, I, I want to, but I haven't yet. I probably should. Although much of my art, I don't have the screenshots of, like, the layers and stuff, which is something that's usually standard in, like, furry amino and stuff. Uh, you're expected, whenever you post art, to also post the, like, sketches and stuff so that you can prove that you own it. Otherwise, mods will be like, hey, forgot to add proof. And I don't know what happens if you keep forgetting to add proof, but I would imagine that people just assume that you're stealing art, so... Yeah, I am very glad that they have that. Because <coughs> even though sometimes I used to, like, a, over a year ago whenever I was using it, I would sometimes forget to post uh, proof of the art, I could just quickly edit it. And I feel like that does kind of make me feel more safe about it, because that means it's far less likely that anyone will steal it. Um, at least if they're going to steal my art and post it onto Amino. Although they could just download my work-in-progress photos and steal those as well, so that's kind of problematic, but... Anyways... <laughs> uh, yeah, I I've been meaning to return to Amino. <coughs> and just, like, get a bunch of commissions. Stevie! Hey, girl. But, uh, yeah. Hi! But, yeah, with that stuff, it's like... I don't know. Genetics is very fun, and especially the idea of, like, having a community around it is fun, but in the end, we don't. Because, you know, again, I, I've never ever met, like, any people within a few years of age of me that are also interested in genetics, let alone anyone who actually studies it at home. I, there, there are a few people online, like, YouTubers. <laughs> Um, the Thought Emporium is one who I really like. He does study both genetics and, like, technology and stuff, like electronics, at home, in his own lab. It's very cool. But at the same time, you know, that's, that's one person. And he is, like, an adult. <coughs> but, uh, yeah. I think it would be very cool if <coughs> if there was like a like a community behind it, but unfortunately there is not. So, oof. But I have I have actually created a surprising amount of content centered around the idea of that community. I did delete most of it though, which is sad. And some of it, it was just lost to time. I honestly don't know where it went. Because, um... So, in 7th grade, like... Early... Well, yeah. Like, in the summer going into 7th grade, I got a new phone. Because before that, for all of those years, I had the same phone. And I was very used to that. And I would write all of my notes in that, but I, I couldn't even get, like, Google Drive or anything on it, because it was an iPhone 4. So it couldn't download most apps anymore. Um, so I couldn't even like access Google Drive. 
there, there was even a point that YouTube stopped working. I had to start watching it on the browser. But the old Safari browser, it wouldn't even let me pause videos and stuff. Like, if I would try and pause it, it would automatically unpause immediately. And stuff like that. <coughs> so, yeah. I, uh... I, I did lose most of that. Which is pretty unfortunate, but, uh, that's okay. I, I do kind of wish that there was a community like that, though. Like, specifically people around my age that I can contact and we can all just study genetics together. But, again, I don't know a single fellow middle schooler who actually cares to study things like genetics and ecology at home. So, unfortunately, I do not think that that will ever be real. <coughs> Stevie is still... Well, she, she's back to rubbing her face all over my backpack. <coughs> she's very, very precious. But yeah, uh, so later on in the lab, I did get, <coughs> like, in later 6th grade, I, I got a hold of, um, so not just seed shrimps, but then for Christmas, actually, so really early 6th grade, I got brine shrimps, and earlier 7th grade, uh, for Christmas, actually, I did get, um, uh, fairy shrimp eggs. But, uh, I, I haven't harbored that many brine shrimp because it's just kind of hard to work with saltwater fish. Or not fish, but shrimp. They're just much more needy and very specific, and I don't have much sea salt. So, you know. <laughs> In fact, I only have a small container of sea salt. I need to go get more. But, um, I don't know when. But, yeah. I have been considering maybe making a Christmas wish list, but at the same time, like, so basically, for the past, like, for my birthday and Christmas this year, I didn't really have any ideas for what I wanted. Like, for my birthday, I just asked for plastic frogs. <laughs> and for my, for next Christmas, I honestly don't know, it, I know that it'll be several, several months until next Christmas. Like, you know, we, we are in winter right now, and Christmas has passed. In fact, it was only like a month and a half ago. But, uh, for next Christmas, I think I might ask... Well, I, I'm kind of between asking for, like, crow court treasures, basically. And more likely, I'll probably ask for basic lab supplies that could help me get farther in the lab. But at the same time, I don't know what, like, affordable ones I could ask for. Because, you know, I don't want to ask for, like, really expensive equipment, especially because, like, it's expensive, you know? And I don't want to ask for really expensive stuff. So, I don't really know. Because, <coughs> again, you know, it's just like, you know? See? 
But, uh, yeah, I I'm just not sure, like... I mean, if I... If there was no cost involved, I would probably just want a higher-powered microscope. But then at the same time, you know, that can be really expensive. Because, <laughs> I mean, my microscope isn't, like, super low-powered, but I can't see bacterial cells. You know, so it's not quite as high-powered as I would want it to be. Um... So, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna end this video. I'm not